Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome to the new Wednesday show. It is Nutrition Matters with Beth Wyman. Hi, Mary. Thank you. How are you doing today? Um, I am full transparency, starving, so eating. You're listening to your mind. It's, um, you know, it's necessary to keep moving forward. And that is the hardest thing for people to do, is to take that step forward instead of sitting there wishing about what they could have done differently and living in the past. Oh, yeah. Or expecting some sort of perfect picture of how things should be going um, and not just doing it messy and getting started. Yeah, I actually just had a conversation with my husband about that one yesterday. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, so I have two special children. They're both autistic. And so his idea of what kids should be like is based on why he was raised and so we don't always get along when it comes to dealing with our kids because mom is all about opinions as long as they're respectful and compromised instead of I'm the parent you do this and they're little soldiers yeah compromise becomes so important and like I mean, I even find that when I'm talking to clients, like, I'm not going to suddenly make you love foods that you've hated your whole life. So, like, working together to find that, like, happy middle ground becomes so important. Yes. You know, especially, like, okay, so when my kids were born, the doctors told us that, you know, they're not going to starve themselves. Kids will feed themselves. They'll eat when they're hungry. They won't eat when they're not. That's only semi-true. It's right. It's true most of the time. But, you know, when you got special kids, they will literally not eat. Right. Because then for them it's much more than just hungry or not hungry. There's also, like, the texture of the food, the smell of the food, the, like, there's – 
more sensory input that you have to be concerned about. And it is. And two, I truly believe just because with my kids, um, we didn't have as much of a problem. A lot of these kids, their whole lives are scheduled, planned, and organized for them. So they don't get a lot of say. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that a lot of these kids use food as their sticking point. Oh, it's like something that they can control. Right. Yeah. So I know you said that you've been getting a lot of um, questions um, either online or in the chat about diabetes. Yes. So I wanted to make sure that we give a good amount of time today to that. Um, Were there any, like, specific questions that were coming up or just generally how to eat when you have diabetes? A lot has to do with what you eat, but the biggest concern a lot of people have is just trying to figure out. You have so many people telling you, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can't eat that, you can't do this, you, can't, you know. You have to eat these meals a day. You have, I mean, and I went through it too when I was pregnant and I ended up with being a diabetic is that you're so regimented, supposed to be, that it's just unrealistic. And so um, we've had a lot of people talk about how they just struggle with that aspect of life. Right. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of, I guess there's a couple different things at play. Like, yes, diabetes does change your relationship to food and how your body uses it um but then there's just there's so much out there in terms of information and it's you know usually pretty polarizing of like you have to do this for your diabetes or it's never going to be under control and you know there's a little bit of like that sort of scare tactic piece to it which definitely isn't necessary um and and knowing that any general information that's out there um, doesn't mean that it's necessarily like the perfect fit for for you, right? Um, because every body is slightly different. Um, but there are like general things that most people um, do really well with. Uh, I know one of the big conceptions, misconceptions out there is that you can't have carbs if you're diabetic or you shouldn't have carbs. And that's certainly not the case. It's more about um, where they're coming from and when you're having them and what you're having them with. So um, not so much that they're off limits, but you just want to be more mindful and bring more awareness and intention to the way that you're eating, which we all should do. Um, Diabetes just gives you more of a reason to do it. Ma'am, uh, Mary, this country. Hi, country. How's your son, Ruff? Good, good. Mary, you know how you, you and I was talking off the air the other day, the same thing the young lady just said. It's amazing as being a full-grown adult, and I've just found out there's like six people in my family, I have a huge family, that have diabetic symptoms. But at the same time, we talked about friends that care about you, friends that love you, 
people that just want to use, the, uh, how'd you put it, the scare tactic, oh, you shouldn't eat that. Or if you eat that, your blood pressure is going to go through the roof. Oh, you shouldn't. So the first thing when we talked about eating habits, they say, oh, you are what you eat. Not necessarily. Get like them old cliches out of your brain. Moderation is good, and the lady said just now, in moderation and according to what you eat it with, just like the medicine. Certain medicines have side effects, and you shouldn't do this, 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 and that. And when I start looking at my cousin who's a diabetic, they give him this to make him sleep, give him this to make him wake up, give him this to uh, mood swings and this to make him that. And then when you don't eat a balanced, that's the key word, a balanced diet, and then the relatives come in, I'm going to coast to a stop right here, and use the scare tactic on you and tell a full-grown person what they can and cannot have, and us being humans like we are, we always want to be in rebellion. We don't like people telling us, you do this, this, or this, or here's the consequences. And we go away from denial. Y'all know in order to be healing, one must be willing to change one's mind. And because of we've been covering it up and hiding the sugar and doing these things, people are really confused. They don't really know what to do being a diabetic person. So, man, we're not trying to give everybody the the spandex one diet fits all, but we are going to be opening up new solutions and new ways of thinking and new approaches and zoop, zoop, and I'm going to just kind of stop right there because I'm loving the conversation. I don't have diabetes, but after listening to you guys talk, there is more ways than one to skin a cat, as they say in the country. There's more ways than one for us to beat out diabetes without telling people, oh, you can't have that. Back to you, man. Yeah, so, and I mean, you're right. It's not necessarily about scaring them into submission so that they do what you know, what we or what somebody else thinks is correct, but really educating them on how their body works and how their body's currently working with carbohydrates or sugar is a little bit different than um, like a, a, a typical, typical body or how you would expect a, bo- a body without diabetes to work. And so um, regulating how much carbohydrate and spreading it throughout the day becomes really important and having a little bit at every meal, which then plays into, well, do you eat regularly and making sure that somebody is eating um, usually about every three to four hours is what your body wants. Did you say something, Mary? I was going to, I forgot to unmute my phone. Oh. You know, how much psychological aspect goes into your food and your cravings? And especially when, like, diabetes, you're told from the start, you can't eat this, can't eat that. Oh, cravings, a lot of it is, like, seeking comfort. And, you know, nobody's ever gone for a salad because they're upset. Um, so... Typically, if we're upset, we're going for the foods that are high sugar um, and high fat because they make us, they do truly make us feel good. It's short-lived. Um, it, um, it does make us feel good for a short time, and they tend to be the foods that will raise your blood sugar. Um, so those cravings can have a negative impact on um, people with diabetes. So it's like an additional 
piece to work through for them as well of what to do instead. And I think that that's one of the biggest um, misconceptions as well is that if you're having cravings, it's not necessarily like, oh, reach for a different food. A lot of times it's taking a step back and seeing why you're looking for the food in the first place, right? Are you, um, are you actually physically hungry or are you going to it for essentially emotional support, um, in which case you need to look somewhere else besides food? You know, that's something I never thought about it that way. And yeah, well, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and I I talk a lot, preach about, you know, listening to your subconscious, listening to your mind, listening to your body. And you're always told, you know, well, you're craving this because you're missing it. You need to figure out what it is. Like, for me, I'm a seafood person. By that, I mean a seafood, I eat food. Yeah, and it's sometimes you are, in fact, um, you know, deficient in something, and that's why you're craving something very specific. Um, but it, it depends, which is a horrible answer, but the truth. And it is. No. With being a diabetic, I'm not yet, but um, a lot of times you're lacking in certain minerals and and you know, um, vitamins because you're restricted so much depending on the control of your blood sugar and what you can eat. Like for me, for instance, I struggle with maintaining iron in my body. Okay. So uh, hopefully a diabetic is not restricting their intake to the point where they're like, causing other deficiencies um especially because a lot of those those micronutrients so our our vitamins and minerals a lot of them come from our fruits and vegetables and even though fruit has sugar in it um it also has fiber and all those micronutrients so it is something that you want to plan into your day um as as a diabetic or non-diabetic right for both both parties. Um, there are other, typically we, we see diabetes with other health concerns too. Um, and so there might be additional deficiencies going on or something like, you know, an iron deficiency, anemia, like you were mentioning. And um, so like not directly related to the diabetes, but they can happen at the same time. And there's lots of reasons for iron deficiency, especially in women. It is, and it's hard to deal with it sometimes. Yeah, so um, especially with iron deficiency, uh, it can be hard to get enough through food if you're prone to that um, anemia. And so an iron supplement almost becomes necessary, um, which comes with other issues because iron supplements can be constipating. So a lot of times you need to either um, take it with vitamin C to help with the absorption 
um, is always a good idea. And then sometimes you need to make sure that you're increasing um, soluble fiber intake or taking a stool softener with it to make sure that you're not going to cause other problems um, while you're trying to fix the first problem. And that's the rabbit hole you end up in, especially with food. Yeah. Is, you know, example, lactose. Oh. You need dairy, but, you know, how do you get the dairy out of it without drinking, you know, especially with this new Mary. trend out there. Go ahead, country. I got a question. I'm glad that you women are conversing the way you are. And, ma'am, what is your name so I can make you stop feeling like you're older than me? <laughs> My um, name's Beth. <laughs> hey, Beth. Um, Beth and Mary, I'm glad to just kind of sit back and listen and eavesdrop in. But, ma'am, I'm, I'm I'm not saying this to poke my chest out, but I'm a very educated person. But as I listen to you guys talk, we talk about carbs, fibers, vitamins, minerals, metabolics, zoop, 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 zoop. And I'm thinking, dang, do I have to be a chemist at the same time I'm a diabetic to understand what you guys are saying? Mary, what we're going to have to do in the process of giving people some of these solutions, uh, it's kind of like a color chart. If you need this, eat this color. If you need this, eat this color. We're going to really, you guys, I'm, I'm saying it jokingly but very seriously, that I'm on the outside listening in, don't have diabetes, love the show, love information. We're in the information stage and knowledge is power. But most of the people that have diabetes are not going to be able to comprehend most of the stuff that we're saying in order for them to develop their own balance. Because, again, we're not talking a spandex one-size-fits-all flight when we start talking about different cultures, different foods, different blood types, different seasons, and we even realize that foods are different based on what season it is during the year and what part of the country. So while we're trying to figure out what the balance is going to be to help some of the people that don't know all the stuff that we know about carbs and minerals and vitamins and sunshine, what are we going to do in the process of providing solutions for the people that are out there that are listening in and when we get to the end of the show, making sure that we can give them something that they can walk away with that will work for them. So back over to you, ma'am. Beth, Mary, back over to you, Mary. But here's a good point about all this. I'm going to interrupt for one second. Optimize My Life has a Facebook group. We are setting up, as we speak, a chat for this show. So if you've got questions or you need to, you know, want to work with Beth one-on-one, is an access to her. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things is it can be really, really confusing. And there is so much out there that one of my biggest suggestions is don't try to learn everything and do it on your own. Find somebody that knows more than you, right? So find somebody who does specialize in nutrition and diabetes and work with them to come up with a plan that works specifically for you and your lifestyle. And I know we touched on this um, the other week too, of like not everybody cooks. So um, 
right? So what I recommend for somebody who goes out to eat for all of their meals is going to be different than what I recommend for somebody who does all of their cooking at home or their partner does all of the cooking at home. Um, so, yeah, instead of trying to learn all of it, find somebody who can tell you specifically what your particular body needs. Beth, I'm glad you mentioned that again, too, for the people that didn't have the opportunity to listen in last week. And we had just briefly mentioned when I mentioned different cultures, different sections of town or the city that you live in, the north side people do it differently from the south side people. But we also mentioned how many people buy stuff online. And once you figure out what your diagnosis is, how to better address it, starting with one of your local grocery store contacts. Because if you start to understand certain things that should be in your diet, more so should be versus shouldn't be, we're going to teach you about the should be's. Mary always says give you the good but the bad, although we love the sunshine, we must still accept some rain. There are certain things that people need more of, in their diet, and there are certain things they need less in their diet, and that's where we get the balance. So we're going to be able to provide you with a different information. Beth's going to start to leave you information on how you can do one-on-one counseling with her because a lot of people that are listening in are not as verbal as I am, and if they have questions, they may not want to put their personal business on the airways. But I'm glad you pointed that out, Beth, that there are certain things that we can do to help individuals. We can't save the whole world, but we can help people one person at a time. Back to you, Beth. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely extremely individualized. There are general recommendations, right, like eating frequently throughout – not frequently, but eating regularly throughout the day, avoiding, like, really refined sugar. So this would be things like – you know, candies, cakes, cookies, pastries, donuts, all the good stuff. Um, like those become very special occasion foods. And um, something that I typically feel like I say all the time is there will always be more donuts, right? So we live in a country where it, you can go find a donut easily or a pastry easily. So if it's not the best version of whatever that thing is, it's really, really not necessarily worth eating. You can wait until you get the better version. And this usually comes up at holidays. And I'm like, all right, if you're going to do like six different cookie exchanges, you know some of those cookies aren't that great. Don't necessarily eat them. Wait until you get to the cookie exchange where it is your grandma's whatever cookies that are better than everybody else's. And make sure to have some of those. Right, So that moderation comes in, too, even with things that you're not, quote-unquote, supposed to have. Uh, Beth, good point there. Um, I had an affiliation with Coca-Cola for well over 40 years, and I'm not product brand smashing or anything. I just A friend of mine, All-American, plays for the Florida Gators, they came up with Gatorade, I found out, for athletes that were in in an environment of intense temperature and the body playing that sport called peak ball, their bodies were getting dehydrated a lot faster, and they figured out we need to figure out a way to get more sodium, salt, you guys, 
more yeah. sugar into the human body, and we need to do it quickly. Gatorade and Powerade went to battle. I took one of those little quart bottles, I think it was, the other day, and I'm not really into reading labels because my body can burn stuff that most people can't, but I found out these athletes, that bottle has 64 grams of sugar. Now, let me know, let me tell you what I do know as a chef. 28 grams is an ounce for you smokers. But if you talking sugar, <laughs> you mean there's two ounces of sugar hidden behind that colored dye? So those are the kind of things. And then I saw these guys the other day. I asked the sir, I said, sir, what do you do for a living? He says, well, actually, I'm just kind of like a stay-at-home father now. But he has six bottles a Gatorade, and I know he was over 300 pounds, but is that for you? But he don't play sports, y'all. He don't run up and down the field in 90-degree heat. He don't sweat. He don't burn it up. He don't zoop. So he's drinking Gatorade thinking it's good for him. And, again, I'm not bashing Gatorade, but we're talking about the cravings that we didn't know we had, why you want more salt, you like salty foods, why you need more sugar and you need a donut at midnight before you go to bed. These are the things that we want to become more mind conscious of because if we understand that they exist, then we don't have to shut them out of your life, but we have to figure out what the moderation and then there is the balance that work for work for you that will give you longevity. Yeah, so Gatorade or any sort of like electrolyte replacement drink like that um, is interesting because I do find that there are some people that need additional electrolytes, whether it's for like, um, you know, helping with their migraines or they have um, actually like low blood pressure that they need to keep up, um, things like that. And so they may be, and this goes back to like listening to your body, they may be craving that Gatorade specifically for the electrolytes, um, which is when I typically just switch them over to a sugar-free electrolyte powder or teach them how to make their own with things at home so that they're getting what they do need out of it without the additional sugar that, yes, those athletes out there do need that um, and they need that quick energy access but your average person doesn't need that Mary Mary yes yes uh, let, let's throw a curveball in this we don't want to get stuck on too many old folks, uh, I use that word sparingly, we all old. Every moment, every second, every day you get older, every minute that you breathe. But at the same time, Mary, when you start talking earlier, when you're dealing with kids that have superpowers, they may not be athletes, but they know how to run around the house and climb trees and get up on the bunk bed and climb up the side of the refrigerator, a different type of athlete in their own making. But when we start talking about disguising foods, Mary, certain things that people say, oh, I don't like that, oh, I don't eat that, most of the time when I heard people say that about any vegetable, it was because they didn't like it cooked, but they never tried it raw. I heard them say that about things that they didn't like raw, but they never put it in a smoothie and hit it with pineapple and strawberries and bananas. 
So, Mary, let's talk about that for a second, too. While we're talking about diabetes and special diets, what can somebody do, ma'am, to put those certain foods that they don't like into their diet? Or maybe, Mary, last one, we talked about yesterday, if you're a person that can't have dairy, how many alternatives there are to be able to give your body the things that dairy would normally do without being a dairy product. So you kind of guys play with that a little bit right there. <laughs> um, it, you know, it depends why you're eating the food. Typically there's something else that's going to give you the same benefit or a combination of foods that are going to get you to the same place that you need to go. Um, so very rarely is there something that, we need to work on like hiding to get in a very specific food, right? Like dairy frequently um, we, we think of needing to get in enough dairy to get in enough calcium. But if somebody doesn't eat dairy, right. Or is allergic even, that's not a choice. Um, at this point, there's so many um, milk alternatives or dairy alternatives to drink like for, almond milk, soy milk, whatever it might be. And typically they're fortified. So that's actually a pretty easy replacement for getting it. Um, You know, orange juice is fortified. Um, Dark green vegetables have calcium in them too. So there's other other places and sources where we can get those things. Uh, So it's usually easier to switch somebody to a food that they will eat than to hide the thing that they don't enjoy. Um, And that's the beauty of there just being so many foods out there. Okay, ma'am, can we use the word, I didn't mean to use the word hide, just that we use the word, okay, but I'm I'm not saying it like that. I want people to hear it in a different flavor, too, because we just talked about salt and sugar, and we wasn't bashing Gatorade. We was talking about sugar and caffeine, but we wasn't talking about Coca-Cola. So now when we start talking about nutritious food, we don't want to hide it from you. We want to be able to figure out how you can use the alternative or get it in a shape, form, or fashion that fits your lifestyle. That's what we're talking about now, not force-feeding people, not uh, uh, tricking people into thinking that they can have stuff that they can't and not telling you that, me and Mary said laughing the other day, who told you that you can't have cake because you're diabetic? Eat the cake, not the whole cake. Eat some in moderation. Get some cookies out of the box. Leave the box in the kitchen. Count three. It says four per serving. You ate ten. That's what we're right. talking about, you guys. We're not talking about denying yourself of all your desires. God says he'll give you the desires of your heart. You can give yourself the desires of your heart, too, but do it in moderation. It's And a lot of times it comes down to trying things, right? Like you were saying, trying things in a different form, so raw versus cooked, or even exploring different cooking methods. Um or um, trying different combinations, right? So if somebody doesn't like, say, like kale, and they've only ever had it cooked, um, there's a you can get like baby kale leaves, which are much more tender than the full-grown leaf, and use that in a salad, and you're going to get have a much different experience than like the the tough cooked mushy kale. 
um, that they are used to. Yeah. There it is. There it is, Belle. Here, here it is, Belle. Steam versus brawl, air fryers versus finding in deep grease, baked every now and then in the oven, add barbecue sauce, baked, not fried. These are the kind of things that we're talking about, you guys. You can figure yeah, a out a way to bug. I'll um, I'll suggest that people um, either roast or broil their vegetables because that gives it a completely different flavor profile than steaming, um, and it brings out a little bit more sweetness to the vegetable. So a lot of times uh, it'll be much more palatable to eat something that way than just like raw or steamed or boiled, um, which tend to be like the go-to methods for veggies. And this time of year, you know, it's great to grill, too, Mm. and lend some different flavors that way. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, or seasoning, right? Um, And sometimes that's really new to people to work on seasoning their food and how to do that. Um, So I usually suggest going and finding, like, the seasoning blends right in the grocery store. and people that are worried about too much salt, a lot of times they're labeled if they're salt-free, um, which makes that even easier to pick out something that's going to work for them if they're worried about their salt intake. But they're still able to play around with some um, different flavors so that, yeah, it might be the exact same, you know, chicken and green beans, but you've flavored it differently, so it's a little bit different experience. Good point, Beth. Good point. Those vitamins and minerals and herbs and things that we was talking about, thyme, basil, garlic. Some people can have onions. I like onions cooked in things, but I don't like onions raw. These are the kind of things that we're talking about that people can open up their mindset and figure out how do you like it. We There's a song that came out years ago, you can have whatever you like. Yes, you can have whatever you like in moderation. Too much of anything good is not good for you. Yeah, that that is very true. There's nothing that if you overdo it, you're going to be okay. It's always going to turn out poorly. But um, um, I was going to go somewhere with that. Right, like even too much water isn't going to be good for you either. Um, yes, we need it, but it needs to be done in moderation. So, and then, you know, to link it back to the diabetes where we started, um, right, carbohydrates are good, but it's in moderation. So that's like we talked about that fruit, but then also the other things you think of too, like bread, pasta, rice as well as the sweets and the fruit, it's in they're in almost everything, which is okay. It's just about how much you're having in that portion control when you are eating. I know um, a lot of diabetics too don't realize that there's um there are carbohydrates in like dairy products too 
So, um, and what's nice is that dairy is pairing some protein and some carbohydrate together, which is, is actually a really good thing for helping with blood sugar control, um, especially overnight. There's many of my diabetic clients that I have them either have like a glass of milk or a small yogurt, um, like an hour or so before going to bed to help them control their blood sugar overnight, make sure that they have better fasting numbers in the morning. Ma'am, Mary mentioned the other day that a lot of people don't understand that potatoes have vitamin C in it, and as an immune booster, vitamin C is one of those very, very vital things that you get into there. And a lot of people don't understand that the skins that they throw away on the potatoes have those fiber and nutrients and things that will make your digestive tract appreciate you a lot more. Uh, we talked about watermelon here in Georgia, I think maybe even in California to the West Coast, what is called what we call watermelon season, season, season. But most people don't understand there's 108 different species of melons in the world. Most people only know about watermelon and honeydew melon. But if I ask most people what they do with the rime, which is a superfruit, a watermelon is green on the outside, it has a white core, and then it's usually red on the inside which means it has three different properties because it has three different colors. Most people throw away the rime and it has more nutrition in the rime than it did the watermelon you had and less sugar. The white part most people throw away what has enzymes and things that help build up certain bacteria in your stomach lining. But most people didn't realize that you could have cut that rime up in little squares because the watermelon is 90% water and put it into a Ziploc and put it in the freezer and use it as an ice cube and put it into your smoothies later. So these are the things, the options, the alternatives, the more ways than one to prepare the food. If you're not a person that cooks, you might be the grill king in the neighborhood. So when you cook meats, you can cook two or three different types of meat and then Ziploc them and freeze them so you're not always rushing to cook dinner. All you have to do is unthaw it and then do the veggie thing on the side. And I'll stop right there again, Beth, but those are good alternatives for people to know about. Yeah, so you definitely touched on a few things. So um, when it comes to uh, any vegetable or fruit, eating the skin is great because you will be getting in what's called insoluble fiber. So it's fiber that your body doesn't break down. And so that helps to basically like clean out your intestines and get any like leftover bits and pieces that are hanging out around the edges. Um, I just, I usually envision like a street sleeper, (laughs) which is not, not necessarily what it looks like, but mentally that's a good way to kind of think about it. It helps to sweep things out. Um, And then the fleshy part of any fruit or vegetable is where you will find um, the soluble fiber. And that's what helps keep things moving along and helps to keep you regular. So whenever you can eat both the skin and the flesh of the fruit or vegetable, you're doing great things for your intestines um, by keeping yourself regular and making sure everything moves along uh, as well. Um, And 
yeah, there's, um, I know another big misconception is that, like, corn has no nutritional value. But corn's actually very high in um, magnesium, which is something that we need, especially um, people that tend to get stressed a lot, a lot of times end up having higher magnesium needs. So that can be something to incorporate as well, even though, yes, it does have carbohydrates, but it, it has benefits as well. Um, and then you were talking about, there's something else that you said towards the end that I wanted to touch on. Um, this is where I should probably take notes while we do this so I remember what I want to go back to. But definitely the um, the corn piece and that you want to eat everything of the fruit and vegetable as much as you can. I know sometimes, especially with potatoes, the skin is just not appealing. Um, and that's it's okay. Then you get it in somewhere else. Um, and that's where it's important to like work with somebody who will help you figure out what you're missing and where you can get it in um, that you'll hopefully enjoy at least a little bit Um, because there is so much enjoyment that comes from our food, right? That's typically how we celebrate. um, um, And there is a, a social component to eating. Oh, that was the other thing is how you're talking about prepping meal prepping essentially, right? Like batch cooking a bunch of protein on the grill. Um, it's something I always recommend is that when you, you know, usually when you cook dinner for the first time for that week, double it and make extra. And that way you have leftovers during the week, either for lunches or for other dinners, because for most people, it's just not reasonable to think that you're going to cook dinner every single night. That just takes way too much time. So having days where you know you're going to be having leftovers or you know that you've got the leftover protein and you're just pairing it with a different vegetable just makes it so much easier to stick to good whole foods um, and making it simple. Um, It's so important to make that the good choice, the easy choice. Uh, when you're working to change your habits and your behaviors, because otherwise we fall right into old patterns because we typically go for what's easy, um, especially when you're like midweek with a family and stressed out about how to feed all of them. You know, you brought up a good point. Um, making a big of something and pairing it with different vegetables or different things throughout the week. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, you know, like kids not wanting to eat something. A lot of times, you know, um, you have a lot of parents make a bunch of different meals for one meal for the kids. If you start putting a little bit of one thing on their plate every day, they will eventually just try it. Usually, yeah, but that exposure definitely helps. Um, but it's, I'll even batch make um, like a starch side. So it might be either like a pasta salad or quinoa salad or something and, and use that starchy side, so like my carbohydrate, right, for a few meals throughout the week so that I don't have to make that every time either. Um, and it makes it really easy if I've got a batch cooked protein, a batch cooked starch, 
and then say like this time of year, it's usually like a big salad for a cold vegetable on the side. And it makes it really easy to go in and pair those things together and have a meal that I don't have to spend a lot of time in the kitchen cooking. And it's healthier than just buying TV dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, frozen dinners or like TV dinners have definitely come a long way. And there's some that are decent um but usually making it yourself even if you're like making it yourself and portioning it out and freezing it which is always an option too um usually making it yourself is um a healthier option there's less that's added to it to try to make it appealing right so a lot of times with frozen dinners it's a lot of times i find they don't have quite enough protein content um, and there's added uh, fat and sugar more than necessary to try to make it appealing and make you want to go back and buy it again. That's the one thing I, I just found this out, but they actually can't, you can go to like Walmart or Target and they have these little trays that you can actually buy that portion, help you portion everything out but for you to make meals a week in advance that you can shove in the freezer. Yep. So you can make out, essentially it's like making yourself like a Lunchable, right? Um, And you can pre-make all of your lunches, put them in the containers. Um, Some of them have like the different spots for the food, right? So it might have like a spot where you put your meat, a spot where you put your starch and a spot where you put your veggies. So they stay separate. You just stack them up in the fridge, and then you just grab one out and take it with you when you're going to work or when it's time for you to take a lunch break, whatever whatever the situation is. And it just makes that that good choice the easy choice, um, which makes such a difference. Or, um, I mean, you could really batch ahead of time and freeze them. Or um, what I actually used to do you – know, when I was in grad school with an infant is I used to make like family sized freezer meals for our family so that I didn't have to think about as much about cooking. And I had these pre done dinners in like trays, right. Um, That I would just take out defrost and put in the oven so that it was easy to do, but it was pre making family-sized frozen dinners, more or less. Uh, Beth, it brings me to another thought, too. I have younger twin sisters, Annette and Jeanette. One of them owns a catering business and does weddings and parties, and if they don't know who to call, call my sister Annette. She's superwoman when it comes to low-budget, healthy, and nutritious foods and then find something for your kids to eat when when she fixed all this other stuff for adults. And then my other sister was the athlete that was always on the run that never took the time to cook. So I started giving her some in-home cooking uh, instructions over the phone since you can see each other nowadays with technology is so wonderful. But here's my long story short. She says, I love the way you do it, but I just can't season things the way that you do. Well, this is how you do it. Give me that big jar over there. 
two teaspoons full of garlic. I threw it in the jar. Only one tablespoon full of season. One. One. It only takes one. One tablespoon full of season salt. Then we got thyme, basil, garlic, oregano. Boom, 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 boom. And we just kind of poured the containers all in one jar. All those nutritious herbs. So now, instead of figuring out, did I put too much garlic? Oh, did I put too much pepper? Did I put too much, too much? It's a flavor seasoning combination, and they can show you in a YouTube video how to mix the herbs that appeal to you and to your taste buds. You may not do jerk chicken if you're not a Jamaican man, but I'm a southern type of boy who loves oriental-style cooking. So a lot of times... The old way that we talked about, boiling, steaming, mushy, ushy, I don't like the texture of it. A lot of times, alternatives to people that don't know how to cook, and I don't want to make it sound so simple, but it is, wok-style cooking to whether it's not steamed, it's not baked, you didn't turn the oven on and forget it and burned it. We're talking three to five minutes. I can cook any veggie on the planet in a wok. And then the combination of the season sauce that you've already pre-blended so you never guess every time you're getting ready to season something, you lightly season with the herbs that appeal to you and to your family. Back you, Beth. Yeah, and that's so actually one of the things that I'm working on making right now is like a monthly meal plan essentially for families of how to you like batch just what we were talking about batch cook in the beginning and how to use it all week so you don't have like those piled up leftovers in the fridge and waste them um and you're also not trying to cook every night so it's um there's definitely a need for it out there in terms of having it outlined of exactly how to do it too because not everybody learned how to even cook simple things yeah, we yeah, all learned that when you couldn't buy ramen soup or macaroni and cheese. What was well, that? I learned that no one know how to. Most people don't know how to cook now during COVID because you couldn't buy macaroni and cheese, you couldn't buy ramen, all the yeah, food yeah. Were gone. So so now. So here's the alternative word we're going to use, Mary, preparing dinner. Most people don't know how to cook, but we just talked about grilling stuff, two or three different kinds of meats. We talked about steaming stuff and portioning it out and putting it in Ziplocs and get you a Sharpie marker to see what the date is on so you can just take things out and, like Beth said, de- uh, defrost it eat it up so it's not overdone. But instead of worrying about cooking foods, we can show you how to prepare. Y'all hear that word? Prepare your food. I can walk into Walmart right now and buy a whole baked chicken for about six bucks and eat off of it for twice this week if I wanted to. So these are the things that we're talking about, you guys. We're not going to let people keep getting away with, oh, I don't cook. So is a man thinker, so is he. If you keep telling yourself that, we're in the information stage and knowledge. 
is power. If you keep telling yourself that you can't cook, you'll never be able to cook. Let us show you how to at least cook it to where you can eat it. <laughs> and if you got super kids like Mary, you're going to have to get better at this or you're going to be wasting a whole lot of food. <laughs> go, check it goes back in there. <laughs> it's, yeah, the food waste is incredible with children. And it's something that I definitely had to let go of because I tried saving, like, their happy meals and then realized they're never coming back for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so recycle TV dinner, huh? <laughs> yes, they're oh, never. <laughs> you know, the cool thing oh. is too. You do this, and you hook up a back. You put it in these little containers. When they're hungry, they can go in the fridge and grab one, throw it in the microwave. Yeah, and, and like are- prepared snacks, which I know we really haven't touched much on snacks at all, but pre-prepared snacks is such a game changer when it comes to children, right? Because then they can just grab their own and it it gives them, like, they feel big and independent because they can get their own. You don't have to do as much because they're doing it themselves. Um, But that's huge too, right? They can, if they can grab it themselves. And that's what I want okay, to talk about. Okay, now we're about. back. Is well, we're snacking. back and forth. I can't hold this one. We're back and forth between children, old folk, diabetes, healthy, yeah. nutritious snacks. Did y'all hear that? Now, uh, Beth, we was earlier. We was talking about eating smaller meals, x amount of hours apart. And again, some people say, "Oh, you can't have that snack." You're going to spoil your dinner. He'll be right there in the middle. Healthy, nutritious snacks for children and adults. What are they? How you can make them easy, accessible, and how we can feed that hunger to where you don't start eating a whole bunch of other stuff. We call it cravings. That's not going to be healthy and nutritious for you, old or young. Tune in next week and you'll find out. <laughs> I like that. That's good, Mary. You got the eh? tear jerk. I didn't have to laugh hard on that one. I got a tear right in that right eye and see me. Next week is all be about snacking, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And mm-hmm. how to set up snacking for your kids and adults. No. I got to the point for my kids, I actually went and bought one of those shoe racks that you hang in your closet. I attached it to a wall in my dining room next to my kitchen, and their snacks are there. So if they're hungry, yeah, they grab Yeah, we have, like, bins. Yeah. Um, Mary, can I say one more thing before we close out? I suppose. Bad. <laughs> 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 I love you, sweet. You're going to help us start a revolution. No, I'm serious. I'm not joking now. You can hear my tone and my voice change. This is serious stuff around here. One nation under love. Beth, we love you for taking the time out of your day. In the country where I'm from, they say time is money. If you give people your time and you're not getting Did Mary pay you to do this? No. <laughs> Listen, Mary sweetie. <laughs> This is valuable, powerful, life 
life-changing information that you're sharing with us, and you took the time to do that. We want to not have to invite you to come back. We're going to demand it. <laughs> we make it so many, too many bands on ground folks. We wouldn't have it anything less than short of that as you to help us to educate not just our city, but the ears around the world that are going to be listening to some of the pointers, some of the guide things that you've been saying, and some of the things that they're going to go, hmm, I never really thought about it like that. We love you, sweetie. Come back to see us now. Are you here? Absolutely. I love doing this. Give them your information, Beth. they got to be able yeah. to find you. Somebody's sitting out there with a question mark on their brain right now wanting to call you as soon as, I, as, soon as we hang up. Hey, so you the, the Wednesday show. Yeah, I'll be on here every Wednesday. They can call in if they want to. Um, they can join the Facebook group. Right, Mary? They can join the Facebook group and ask questions. Um, and I think my information is up in the Facebook group as well, but the the website is my last name, Wyman, W-Y-M-A-N, nutrition.com. And they're more than welcome to check that out, grab some information from there, um, or connect with me on there, too. And we just set awesome. up the chat for this show in the Facebook group. Awesome. So, and That's she is what I'm saying. The Moon Show. Great. Not only you're stuck with me, but you're stuck with her every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're loving it. We're going to help. We're talking about everybody now. We're talking about every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl coming together, one nation under love, to help make for a better world. We love you, Beth. Thanks for, for supporting what we're doing and supporting the number one concern in the world right now. Health is your first wealth. And that's what we're going to put you right up front, sweetie. We appreciate you. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. We are out of time for today. So join us back here next Wednesday when we talk about snacks. And join us back here today at 3 p.m. Eastern when we talk about emotions and mental health. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, man. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count. Oh,